Hi, everyone. This is Wizard Opinions. I'm Jesse Backstrom, and I am joined by Kyle Mathis. That's me, the man. And we had a little bit of an interruption uh, due to some travel and due to a few other things. We just got a little busy, but now we're back. And we are planning to completely ignore the previous topic. Uh, is that right, Kyle? The previous topic being the one about... Um, string theory string or whatever, theory. like existentialism. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah. No, let's not, let's not talk about that right now. That's No. I have not I have studied that. I, would, never I want to talk, talk about, about that. that. That could be a running joke for us. Now, I would really like... That would be interesting to talk about, but um, I would want Alex to be there. I would also want Alex to be there, so... So we can talk about other stuff. Yeah, we can talk about other stuff. Uh, one thing I could think about is, since I believe we were both traveling last week, is why we had a little bit of an interruption, we could talk about uh, travel, how that is. Yeah, that's yeah. we can we can definitely do that. I was, um, you were traveling last week, I was traveling about a week and a half, two weeks ago, um, and we were going to very different places, and I, I actually have a few questions for you because you went to the magical land of Sweden. That's correct. I was, uh, I was traveling internationally. Yeah. I was betraying my country (laughs) visiting another. Okay. What were you like? Were you like shipping guns to people or something? Oh no, that would be totally, that would be a hundred percent American. That's the most American thing. Oh yeah. You know what? You're right. That's too funny. No, that so so I just I just went to Mississippi, but it was kind of like a um, like a marathon run. So we traveled right. pretty much the whole state. We've done it in the past. It's a very it's a very exhausting thing, but we, we try to see all of the family and you know chaos kind of happens. But you know there's there's several topics all in there. But for I've me, I want to know uh, some beachy stuff as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, we if, always if, try if to. Your Instagram is to be believed. I don't know. Maybe that's all lies. I mean, look, man. I'm just as honest as the next guy on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm just as honest as the next person paying someone to manage my media brand. <laughs> okay, just so you know, I am not paying anyone to manage my media, all my content, and all that stuff I make myself. Um, but I do have someone who um, is helping with uh, engagement and tactics and things like that. But all of my all of my content and all of my stories and things like you that. Have, are, you have a strategist. You have a brand strategist. I would say strategist, and there is there is some hit the ground, it, like boots on the ground kind of work um, that happens. And she's she's terrific, ter- terrific. She's, she's terrific. terrific. Her she's name terrific. is terrific. Her name's cognizant. Ter- her name is terrific uh. Jones. Um, and it's it's actually it's actually quite amazing. It, it's a, it's a great feeling to be able to say like I technically have an employee. Um, yeah, you do. And, and I will say I'm I am teasing you a little bit, but uh, also I believe. Completely justified because you're a published author and you're trying to get the word out. Self-published author, but you're still published. I, yes, that's true. But I think that um, I think that this this next book will do much better than the first. But I'm learned I've learned so much from this book that I believe that I'll be able to build upon um, the first book and conversions and things like that as well. Because just things that I'm learning through marketing, things that I'm learning about um, like brand awareness, things like that, and also I mean. Like Courtney and I are essentially going to be launching an online store, hopefully in the summer, um, which is kind of crazy. Like it's it's kind of crazy. If I'm like me talking about it, it's like Kyle Mathis is is not doing this, but he totally is, and um, it's going to be a lot of designs. Probably more like more of the the ladies would probably like more of them. Um, I think there may be some some guy stuff, but. First things first, I'm going to try to get some designs that that I really like, but I think that um, right. women would like as well, and then and then kind of go from there because the people that are the people that I'm working with, the people I'm collaborating with on some of this, like obviously Courtney's a woman. Um, I, I'm working with a, a designer who's just extremely talented um, as well, and I really want to go with a lot of her look and feel and some of her interests, so it's very natural, and she owns it. So. It's it's pretty exciting to be honest. Um, the kind yeah. of stuff that's going to come out. So and uh, um, I, I was going to say, I think we've I think we've talked about this guy, and you've mentioned you don't know him, but uh, David McCraney is yeah, a guy from Hattiesburg who uh, has become like a pretty popular published author, and uh, his, the topics of his books are are more psychology and things like that. So certainly, I mean, you know, with your background, you would have something to talk about with him. 
Uh, but Absolutely. also, he, he may just be able to, I don't know, give you some advice, because it seems like his stuff really took off. Very Being a cool. hometown guy, yeah. there aren't many of us from Hattiesburg out here. No, there's not. I, I, look, I, looked, I looked him up a little bit, um, and I was like, okay, I kind of got the feel of him. I didn't follow him or anything, because I didn't want to be weird, because it's one of those things where he knows people and I know people. And I didn't really want right. to come off in a weird way, but I mean, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, but I yeah, totally... you like hundred percent guarantee you two have mutual friends. Oh yeah, for sure. Because no like way I, I went and uh, like went to a, one of his book signings because I actually bought his book before I knew he was from Hattiesburg. Oh really? Yeah, I bought his book and I listened to it. It was like listening to his podcast was where I found out he was from Hattiesburg, actually. And uh, I, I got into his books because I was following a bunch of pro- productivity gurus and things like that, and they kept bringing up his book, so I read it. But uh, what's crazy is is um what, what's going to turn I, I out went to is his gonna... book signing, and I was like, oh yeah, you're so it's so weird. You're from Hattiesburg, like I'll, we. I, I think he's friends with Alex's brother Jordan from like the Couch Sessions on WHLT because he used to help run that show. Okay. So huh. anyway. No, what's going to be crazy is I'm probably kin to that guy because I'm actually have a, like on my dad's side a lot of McCraneys and stuff. You probably are. That's funny. <laughs> yep. Um, no, that's that's awesome. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm just kind of I'm kind of going full steam ahead. I'm I'm working. I'm excited. You you've really got some headwind behind you right now. I think I think yeah. you've got the right attitude. You you're you're mm-hmm. putting in the work, and uh, I think you have but the right mentality, work. and I think you're going to see some fruit. I think so, man. It's 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 really like honestly, never never more than ever before. I'm kind of running with some things that I don't care how they turn out. I'm just having such a good time doing it. It doesn't matter. And I've, you've always you always read about and hear about people, you know, that that have the ability to just not hear the noise, right? And find a place kind of of peace without understanding or something, like that, or just have peace. Let's just say where you are walking in a way and you're seeing kind of the dominoes fall in front of you and kind of like giving you a path and you're taking it. And all along the way where, where his, you may have struggled in the past with making decision a decision B or walking this way or that way and having doubt come in and live there and you struggle with it. A lot of doubt and things like that and, and any kind of internal noise is just bouncing off. And all I have in any of this is joy and Something that Man. I think about, something I pray about, and things like that is like I don't care if this makes money. I don't care if if it's a flop, and then eventually I burn out. I'm kind of having the time of my life working on some of this stuff. I, I also um, feel like like when you're in that that when you're centered, when you're in that place of joy, when you're working on stuff, it's when you when you're just producing over and over, and you're not obsessing over it. You know, maybe you. Maybe when you're done, you look back and you think, oh, or maybe even during or, or whatever, you think, oh, the stuff I'm not working on, is, the, f- the stuff I'm working on is not of that high quality, but I just enjoy it so much, so I keep pumping it out. But that's your perspective on it, and, like, any one of those things could hit really big. Like, any one of, of those course. things can just, it just get absorbed by some community, and, you know. And if it does, great. If it doesn't, right. it, it's been, it's fantastic. Like, it's so, it's so fun. To be able to say, um, I have an employee. It's it's so next level. It's something that's cheesy and kind of weird, but it it's it's a legi- it's a legitimate business um, employee kind of deal. I talk to her regularly throughout the week. We're constantly texting. We have a call once a week to kind of t- discuss strategy, discuss things that she's doing because um, I'm not paying her like an incredibly high rate or anything. Um, but it it is it, it's very good. It's it's very um, it's very fun, um, and uh, I just, like I said, I really enjoy it. And and the things that are kind of like falling forward and things that, and two, I guess it's interesting because I'm I'm having to learn about things which I'm not afraid of learning things, do things that I don't, but learn about things that I've never done before. Like uh, like being interesting or entertaining. <laughs> You're such a dick. Oh my god! I'm no, sorry, I, love um, I love you, Kyle. I'm never look. I may never be interesting and entertaining, but it doesn't matter. I think here's what matters. Both. Okay, well that's very sweet. Here's what here's what matters though. If you would have asked me about Amazon, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Reddit, like online marketing, if you would have asked me about that two days ago, I would have been able to say 
I have no idea. I honestly, I don't know the ins and outs. I don't really know tactics that work. I don't know how to really test that out and do what works with a, like a small amount of money to see what converts and like learn your, your audience and lean into that. But that was two days ago today. I could speak to it very well. Um, I just feel really blessed to have people around me at my current job and in my life that I can go bounce things off of, ask them oh, questions. that's cool. And learn from, but also... I was about to say, about, you do um, work for a publisher in some ways, right? That's right. <laughs> I didn't know. We, we are a publishing company, so I sit amongst and work with a lot of marketing people. Um, and I have done a lot of things with the tech that leans into marketing, and we talk about it in a lot of ways, but I always talk about an operational standpoint such as our company gets an order, we put it in and then we surface it and we, we consult for other companies essentially, or we get their creatives and we place it. But I've never really dug in and said, what are some of your tactics that you see at the convert? Well, blah, blah, blah. Versus like I take that information versus what I'm finding on the internet. Because on the internet, you know, you're going to find a lot of stuff. Some of it's terrible. Some of it might be good. It's really hard to tell, but, um, but I feel like I can speak to it pretty strongly. Um, now, and it's something that I'm going to have a really fun, a fun time playing, playing with, I think. Um, and I'm really comfortable. I mean, the, the, the first book that I did, I think it's going to lean a lot on having sequels and that kind of playing out this book that I'm putting out in April, I think really stands on its own. And it's a thing where everyone I talk to or mention to the book or, or setting, whenever they have children, they're like, I'm making a note of that. That sounds like a incredibly entertaining or you know, education. Like I'm, I'm going to be honest. This is the kind of thing that can get you on USA Today. Okay, I don't know what that means, but well, I'm saying this cool. is a thing people are interested in. This is like, oh yeah, this is, you know, something. This is something the olds don't get. So this is something no, where like don't. Meredith Vieira. I don't know if she does a thing. I don't know who that is. Would invite you on some program and say like, so these crazy kids are doing a thing. Please explain <laughs> it to us, uh, middle-aged man. <laughs> <laughs> and I would say, well, I don't have any kids, but I can tell you this, I like video games. <laughs> <laughs> and then they'll walk me out of the door. Um, no, I mean, I, 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 don't, I don't know. That that honestly doesn't sound too fun to me right now. Not me talk to me in like a few weeks or months or years. But going like on a show and an interview and like all of that kind of stuff doesn't, doesn't sound too appealing. Uh, but I mean, obviously, I would be be interesting in doing something like. But I'm I'm very much at, like low level, right? I don't have. Well, a big I, audience. yeah, I, I don't think anyone who actually does those types of promotional things actually enjoys it. Uh, but it's no, I, just I, I it's part of the thing. I think you got to be really narcissistic to probably enjoy some of that. But but I think too, a lot of a lot of times, that's part of the song and dance of someone who's published, like who's not self published, right? Right. Like if you have like a TV show or you have a book that's published by... That's like something someone models, arranges for you. Or pay, exactly. You have an agent and you have a, a, you have a um, contract with the publisher that says, okay, we're going we're gonna to put out your book to make sure it sells. But as part of that contract, you have to do book tour ABC. You have to go on these TV shows. We're going to line that up for you. You're not going to see really a dime from much of that. But that's just part of the contractual you know, you selling the product for us because you're the face of this thing, but th you're going to get money up front from us and we'll get, and you obviously get some royalties, but this contract says you're going to be traveling. You're going to be doing this. Whenever we call, you go do it. Um, so from, from where I sit, where I'm just a dude, it's more about saying, okay, I don't have a TV show. It would make no, like it, it would not make a big impact if I, paid a lot of money or found a contact and went on USA Today, it would be more relevant for me to figure out who my markets are on the internet, use the tools that every single person has from Amazon ads, Facebook or Instagram ads, things like that, to find out who your audience is and see what converts. That's something anyone can do and I can do that on my butt from my desk and right. I don't have to like put makeup on and stuff. So that's where I am, right? It's starting like ground zero, finding like who who's into this? Why are they into it? And I think that's a lot of the fun of it, if I'm honest. It with is. You. Like, that probably sounds fun to you. I mean, like, you work with data a lot. You work with, uh, obviously, tech stuff. Saying, like, here's a product. Now let's go hunt down and figure out why people tick in such a way when it comes to this product or who, like, who would buy this. And the fun thing is, is you never really know. Like, I mean, everything I've ever seen or, or, or heard about from people with some stuff like this, it's always them talking about 
what you think is good or like who you think would like this is never really who it is. Anyway, I can stop talking about this. I'm obviously super passionate about it, so you did a, you, ha, you no, made a great. huge mistake by getting me off on this. I want to talk about Sweden personally. All right, so uh, I went to Sweden for a week. Ask me anything. Why did you go to Sweden for a week? Well, um, the quick answer is because my f- wife found a very cheap travel package uh, okay. around so Christmas. Like and also, like... I have ancestors from Sweden. My last name is Swedish. So it's something I've always been kind of interested in. So when she found that travel package, she was like, hey, you know, we can get a week. We can get a hotel for a week and two tickets for $700. I was wow, like, all that's right, a great, that's, that's a great price. Let's do that. Turns out Sweden in March. There's a reason Not it was great. $700. Is it like hot or something? It, quite the opposite. It is, it is very, very cold. And also mm. really slushy and mushy. But I did have a, a few really, really nice days there. And overall, I thought the trip was great. That's awesome. It yeah, is, like I was no, it is not, not hot, nor is it slushy. It is... You, you kind of answered question number two already, but I'm going to ask it again anyway. Okay. Were you like, were you visited in a dream by your ancestors <laughs> to no, say, hey, not. you need to come to the homeland to secure some relic? Like, did you come home with a Viking helmet or horn or weapon <laughs> no no i did not well or actually because <laughs> because i did look up um i did do some ancestry hunting while i was there and i looked up like okay well the relatives i have in sweden where are they actually from and they're from the county of vasterbotten oh. which is oh, wow. so far north in sweden Ooh. that, that it would have taken it would have taken another three-hour flight from oh Stockholm, God. like directly north to reach where my family's from. Okay, like that. It's like on the inside, up north. I see where it is. Um, but wow. it's like, uh, but I mean, that's like one wing of my family two hundred years ago. You know what I mean? It's not like I am. I am as much, you know, German, Finnish, English, whatever, as I am Swedish. So the question is. The next question is, do you celebrate uh, Leif Erikson Day? No, I don't, but I'm starting to get into Waffle Day as an idea, which is on Sunday. Uh, is Sunday is the day you eat waffles. Man, does That's Waffle what, House count? It's, uh, hey, it's waffles. Waffle dogging. Waffle dog. Okay, so you were in day. Sweden. Now, you didn't know how to speak the language. Did you run in any No, not at all. Not even close. Although I did trainer. do Duolingo for a month before I went, so there was okay. some stuff that I did get, and I got really, really excited in a uh, in the oh, what museum? It was the National Museum in Stockholm. When one of the guards came over and asked my wife to please carry her backpack in her hand instead of wearing it on her back, and I understood him, and I could not reply wow. in Swedish, but I could tell Elizabeth what he said, and I got that's, extremely excited about that. That's that's amazing. Yeah, because yeah. uh, what what would that even sound like? Because I under sound- I understood like excuse me bag hand, <laughs> like oh. that was all I understood. But I was like, okay, <laughs> maybe maybe he literally just said that. Maybe he didn't have any other. No, there was a there was a bunch of other uh, conjunction fake language, and <laughs> there were a bunch of other fake, <laughs> fake. words in there too. <laughs> uh, but I did understand urshikta, which is excuse me, or if that's okay. not just excuse me, it's like. Like, there's no me in that. It's just, like, it's one word that basically means, pardon me, excuse me, can I have your attention? Sure. Um, now, did you see any uh, any Bonnier-branded things while you were there? Any what? Bonnier-branded things when you were there. B-O-N-N-I-E-R. No. Because I, I, I don't like think I know what that is. company over there or something. That's a company that I work for. They oh. own like a hundred companies, and they're really big in Sweden. Our, that's where our home base is. That's where all our executives go. Oh, and really? We have reward when we have rewards and or not rewards. We have awards and stuff like that. A lot of my colleagues have been picked because they won some award or whatever for all of the hundred companies they own, and they fly them out there, and that's where they have. Now, is that the, Stockholm the or is that awards. in like Malmo or uh, Gothenburg? I, I think it's Stockholm. Honestly, uh, let's see, Bonnie, like my boss has been there like once or twice. Uh, but no, I did. To answer your question, I didn't. I also did okay, not well, see as fun. much uh, Backstrom stuff as I thought I would. There's a couple things. There's like an architecture firm and a tourism firm, and there's like so, 
a construction firm, but that's it. So, um, <clears throat> all right. So name two things about Sweden that surprised you. I actually have a very good answer for that. Uh, so okay. there is one thing. The one thing that I found was surprising very surprising so i knew before i went there because i am a student mm -hmm. of history kyle i know uh, a lot of weird yes. stuff about history and one is that the king of sweden uh because they still have a king is okay. french uh, one more question like before before you continue did you learn this from crusader kings 2 <laughs> no i did not but okay, it is, right, it is right. funny because I have played a sum total of three games of Crusader Kings 2 and I played as Sweden in all of them. But you did. <laughs> uh, That's, that makes sense. It, it is really funny because that that uh, the time period in Crusader Kings 2 actually takes place before that happened. But anyway, it was the during the time of Napoleon. There was a lot of like Frenchy okay. invading stuff and mm -hmm. Sweden kind of elected its kings at the time. So all the noblemen got together and they uh, elected to have a French guy become their king. So, I mean, the, the current royal family is obviously very Swedish. They've been here for a couple hundred years or there for okay. a couple hundred years or whatever. But it's like because the incoming king was French, like the place kind of got Frenched up a little bit. And I noticed this way more in Stockholm, of course, the oh. seat of the king, uh, than I did in Gothenburg. But I did like... I expected, oh, there's going to be some French influence around here, but I did not expect when I arrived to be like, holy crap, there was a long period of time where they tried really hard to be French. So what are we talking here? There's like a mini Eiffel Tower and like... No, but there's a mini Versailles. Like, I know you're kind of making oh, that wow. as a joke, but there's an entire wow. palace that they constructed to be like a mirror image of Versailles. That is, yeah, that is very strange. It's yeah, called uh, Donington Palace or something like that. And wow. uh, so, what so about, yeah, is there's the like this mini Versailles. By that? What's that? Is the food influenced by that? Drottningholm. Yeah, that's the other thing. Is the food is is very influenced by French by French cuisine, uh, okay. especially breakfast. Because I mean, well, here's here's the dead honest truth: all cuisine is influenced by French cuisine because it's amazing. It's great. Of course. Yeah. 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 yeah so I mean, good. but it it does seem like there's a lot more. There's just Frenchy stuff all over all over Stockholm like the churches when we took tours of the palaces it was very explicit like oh this room was designed to look like this room from a this french palace and this room was designed to look like this room from this other french palace and everything was like french 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 i mean you know when you to a point where it almost it, seemed like an insecurity like no, it, well, it, it no, kind of we'll dominated the theme of all the all the like national museums and stuff we visited it, it it was a dominating thing such to the point where it felt like a pretension, like a, oh, we need to prove we're as good as the, like, middle European countries. Like, we need to prove we're just as good as them. We need to, we need to join this war to prove we're just as powerful as these other European nations. We need to build this palace to prove that we're just as, uh, you know, wealthy as these other European nations and things like that. It really felt like an insecurity almost. Well, um, now would you, like, how would you compare that to, you know, obviously the United States, we do the same thing when it comes to Roman and Greece, like culture right. and architecture. Would you compare it to that? Or do you feel like ours is a little bit more organic? Like we were fanboys and you're saying, like you're saying like Americans maybe are more like they were just big fanboys. And, and now Sweden was just like, we gotta, we gotta impress Napoleon if we're gonna, if we're gonna be a thing. Is that kind of what well, you're saying? Well, I, I don't believe so because, uh, like, let's say Sweden had gotten a lot of influence directly from like Roman or Greek culture, it wouldn't have had the right. same effect because that's like entire Western civilization is built on the back of Roman culture. Like that <clears throat> influence is in every single country. You're right. You know what I mean? So it's it's yeah. a much different thing. I guess and you're right. Yeah, that makes sense. From all my travels in Europe, coming back to the United States, the United States just really does feel like weirdly unique in a lot of different ways. Like the way we do things is just so different here. Yeah, um, for better or for worse. Yeah, in the same way, like I'm sure going to Russia, even though Russia is kind of a European country, would feel completely different from the rest of Europe because it doesn't have that. Like it's not built on 
that Western civilization foundation of Greek and Roman culture like the rest of Europe is. So I'm sure Russia sure. has this very unique, even though it has European roots, it, it, it probably feels very unique. I don't know. I hope to go to Russia one day. So would, would you classify Sweden as like a monarchy, like England? Well. Because you said um, they got a king. So I'm over here Well, thinking. you have to remember, they do have a king, but their king was elected. Weird. Like, even... even <laughs> but that's that's un, that's a, like, Scandinavian thing, though, is yeah. that even, like, way back um, in, like, you know, so that king's from, like, the early 1800s or the late 1700s or something like that, Napoleon era. But even, like, way back before that, if people didn't like the king... Like, when he died, they would elect a new king. And actually, if you play Crusader Kings 2, that's something you have to contend with. It's like, <laughs> maybe your son gets elected as king, but maybe he doesn't when you die. You know, the, so, the it's, it's entirely po it's possible to change royal families at almost any time. That's 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 so cool. That's such a cool game, by the way. Side it is note, a very cool game. But, uh, but you know, I, I, only ever, I only ever got into that game in the Game of Thrones version. Because I, I don't think I knew I don't think I know enough European history and the rules of European history to really appreciate that game as much as like I understand a lot about Game of Thrones, the factions and like what their motivations are. So I had a I had a more fun time with that. But Crusader Kings two is, is yeah, probably, it, it really benefits to know the difference between like an electoral monarchy, an absolute monarchy, and a constitutional monarchy. <laughs> Yeah, that would probably be helpful. Which right? not everybody's into, and that's okay. That's fine. We, but, we, know, um, we can all live in that world. Um, so yeah, so yeah, that's like the level of French influence, and I think that when they elected that king, he was the first one to try out the absolute monarchy thing, and that <laughs> is why they became basically a social democracy. With yeah, uh, the 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 king, I believe at this point, sort of serves as almost the what uh, a secretary of state would be okay. for the United States and so, like the chief diplomat for the country sure. in a way and also has you know has a lot of other kingly responsibilities but that mostly surrounds supporting the country you know yeah sure or so, like um, techni technically he can dissolve parliament and have new elections if he wants but in reality is that ever going to happen? The day that happens yeah. is the day Sweden no longer has a king. You know. Yeah, yeah, that that bad shape in Sweden. Right. So okay. Um. So you know, obviously, Sweden is known for uh, their Swedish bank accounts. And, that's that's Swiss. Think, the, yeah, that's definitely and, Swiss. And being like that's Switzerland. Being neutral, right? They're neutral. Yeah, they are very oh, neutral. That is a very big thing for them, and that was part of electing, like during the Napoleon thing. Like part of bringing in the new king was well we we don't want to go to war we don't want to be at war with anybody we're neutral so we're gonna elect this king that you know is French so maybe Napoleon will get along with him and we won't have to we won't be invaded was sort right. of kind of what happened and they ended up going to war anyway but but that was so like it, the beginning of this attempt of like you know what we're out yeah. we we tried okay, the so empire thing we had some success some failures but now we're done. Let's just play it cool. Um, all right, so let's. We need to revisit the Swedish thing. So let's talk about this. So if you're Swedish, you're you're Sweden, right? Or you're, yeah. you're, wait, wait. If you're Swedish, you're Sweden. If you're Swiss, That's you're Switzerland. Switzerland, right? Right. Which one of them do the bank accounts? Both Switzerland. Switzerland does. Yes. So Swiss bank accounts. So I'm crazy. I'm stupid. Yeah, they're I the ones Swedish, with the like what anonymous rich people Swiss. bank accounts. Right. Okay. Gotcha. But they're right there, right? Like that's Switzerland. They're is... quite far away, actually. Oh my god! Okay, Switzerland well... is like Central Europe. They're further. They're south of Germany. They're between Italy and Germany. I'm terrible yeah. at geography. That's what we're learning here. Don't send me to Europe with nothing but a right compass. <laughs> so that 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 was one thing that really surprised me about Sweden was the level of like almost like. The level of needing to prove you're just as good as the rest of Europe, but also I don't I don't think that is representative of current day mentality in Sweden. I think that is like a, a holdover from a hundred years ago. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes like, sense. You can see that in the architecture and in the history and in like the interior design of these palaces and things like that. But I don't think that is what how current day Swedes feel. I I would assume that if you go to if you go to Sweden. 
you wouldn't see as much of that as you would the strong Vikings type type of like heritage and things like that. But I well, you don't that see much probably... of that at all, actually. Really? Why? Yeah, why that's do you think that's that is? that's very much. I don't know. There was like one touristy place we went to, which was completely packed full of Americans, which was like a right. Viking themed. It was almost like medieval times, but just Viking stuff. Yeah, and, just for uh, the Americans, the silly yeah, Americans. Except it was only a, only a restaurant, like... but that was like it. The rest of Sweden, it's just like. You know, there's like no one even references that in the art or uh, like in the art or the restaurants or anything like that. It's like there's not even really a theme towards that. Is there anything Sweden didn't have as like a, like a, a food chain or a restaurant or a type of food that you get? on a daily basis or like, or, or well, I will say there, there uh, they did not have many American chains and brands there. There was like one TGI Fridays and a ton of Burger Kings. And that was it. Really? Yeah, that was it. Those would be my last choices. If I said Sweden, I don't even, <laughs> I don't even think I saw a McDonald's, but yeah, wow. there were lots of Burger Kings. Did you try one? No. Interesting. Why not? But I will yeah. say hamburgers in general, extremely popular, a ton of hamburger restaurants there. But they're oh, all, yeah. like, kind of gourmet, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's the best kind of hamburger restaurant, some yeah. would argue. No, you don't think so? No. Do you I prefer like, a, I like a fast like a, food burger? Sometimes I want, like, a Little League concession stand hamburger. You oh, know what I mean? Know, like, like I want a Ward's hamburger. <laughs> yeah, give me that, just the, right. the bread out right out of the bag. Don't even put butter, toast it. Really, oh, what I want is just in there. some greasy cardboard, and that's... <laughs> That sounds really appetizing, actually, for whatever reason. I think that's because my ma- my brain is broken. Um, yeah, that that was really fun, or or that was just something I noticed. So the, what was you, so what was your favorite? Okay, so you went tons you of museums, did, tons of great museums. All the museums were really well stuff. kept up and really like large and detailed. It was it was cool. What was the, what was your most memorable museum or experience that you had there where you're like, wow, this was just really, if I had to tell somebody one thing to do when they're in Stockholm, this is what I would tell them to do. Uh, let's see. I'm tempted to say the Vasa Museum just because it's like, that's a really short museum to go to, but it's really interesting and funny. Because now explain the, like what they do there. Like, okay. Who? So really, it's really quick. The Vasa Museet is a museum of the uh, ship named the Vasa. The Vasa was built during, like, the last big Swedish war with Russia in, like, Napoleonic times. So it's like, you know, a a three-masted 48-cannon ship. So it's gigantic. 48-cannon ships, real big. Like, it was huge. Like, Mm -hmm. five-deck ship. uh, It was massive wooden ship. Sank the day they launched it. Sank in the harbor. <laughs> so they like ship was done. They loaded it with musician like munition army munitions and think because they were at war when it was built. Loaded it with all this stuff. Broke the bottle. Launched it and it sank immediately. Wow. Uh, That's but awesome. they have uh, and they couldn't do anything about it for a long time. In fact, they moved the harbor, the shipbuilding harbor, because they could not. <laughs> Because there was now this sh- empty ship sitting in the middle <laughs> of it. This huge yeah. ship in the harbor. And a bunch of people died because it was full Yikes. of people. Uh, so this would be like going to a Titanic museum? Kind of, almost. Like, but, but, there, uh, there are but skeletons funny and stuff in the museum. But but, it, uh, but this was more of a funny museum is what you're saying. It wasn't like, if you go to Titanic, it's more, you know, violin and strings and Celine Dion and everybody's sad. This was like, yeah, we just... This, well, this is more like you out. have to... Something about the muse- about the museums and like a lot of cultural things about Sweden. I felt like you have to re- just remove an emotional context. It's not a, it's not like a sad museum or a happy museum or a fun museum. It's a museum about a boat. Okay. Like you have to remove an emotional context from a lot of stuff because I feel like that's a thing there, which explains a lot about my family. But anyway, I think so, that might explain a lot about your uh, family because I feel like everything in America tries to hit an emotion of some kind. Right. Everything in America, like every museum or anything I've ever been to, at one point or another, tries to hit you with, isn't this, isn't this sad? Or isn't this great? Or isn't right. this a thing? And it sounds like what you're saying is that... Uh, this is just a museum Sweden, about a Sweden thing that happened. 
that's crazy. Why do you but, think that is? What do you think? I don't know. Do you, I think it's, think an, I think it's a Scandinavian thing. You think it's because like you think it's because in America it's all about like competition and you got to have somebody come to museum and like it. But in Sweden, it's it's not as as competitive maybe, and we can uh, just have Sweden a boat museum. Gener- generally less emotional, I will say, folks in uh, in Sweden. That's probably a good thing. So that 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 museum is really cool because it because the boat sank immediately. Uh, mm-hmm. It's almost a hundred percent intact. That's this, awesome. like ancient wooden, not ancient. It's like a couple hundred years old, but this old like it's example of old wooden war warship, and it's almost a hundred percent intact. You can walk around on it and stuff. Uh, no, you can't walk around on it. Like it's uh, it's okay. it's an active. I mean, it like there's scientists in it and and stuff doing things, but it was okay. it, that's that's just a really unique museum. I I can't tell you a single other place on Earth where you can see something like that. That's awesome. It's it's a quick um, trip because, like I said, the the museum is basically like, yeah, here's the ship. Uh, it sank. We don't know why. Uh, it was probably <laughs> built poorly. Uh, have a good day. Yeah. So, but it has a lot of interesting things about you know how ships were built and stuff like that. Uh, but um, I will say, uh, you asked me to name two surprising things. My other surprising yeah. thing. So there was that that sense of like. You know, in in past generations of Sweden, there was this insecurity and this need to like keep up with the rest of Europe. But uh, one thing that just out and out shocked me and scared me a little bit, to be honest, was how well groomed every single person in the entire city was. Come on, I'm talking every single person. This was less so in Gothenburg. The people in Gothenburg were very well put together. I would rate them extremely highly, but Stockholm was like another level, Kyle. Now, now what do you mean by that? Do you mean like I mean the motel we stayed the motel we stayed in had a person in the lobby that there was like a little like a large closet you could walk into in the lobby that's well lit. I mean, it's like a nice thing, but there's a person there with a chair and a sink. And you give them like five bucks or whatever, and they don't like. It's not a. They're not a barber. They're not. They're just a stylist. Like so, you go down there, you hand them five bucks, and they do your hair and makeup for the day. And wow! I saw that in. I saw that in malls. I saw that like in office buildings where it's. It's not like a barber. It's a place you go in, and they just make you look nice for the day. It's like someone doing your hair and makeup for you before you go into a movie studio or something. They just blow you out a little bit. So, yeah, they just give you a nice so- blowout. So, so so that's just like the head up or like was everyone groomed with their clothes and oh, stuff no, like the that clothes well? were in, the clothes were impeccable at every level what do you mean like in fact what do you mean clean do you Lisbeth, mean like the and I I mean all of it this is why I'm telling you like it was a level that I found a little bit frightening Lisbeth and I went clothes shopping and Kyle I went out and bought clothes on vacation because I felt like Garbage. So yeah, I felt were way under flops on a t-shirt, and you were like, "This is not." And I'm talking work. like we're walking around museums and stuff. I definitely bought. I did want to buy a nice jacket because we did not plan to go to the opera when we went, but we had an opportunity. So I was like, I, I didn't bring opera clothes. Like I didn't bring a nice jacket. Oh no, that's all. No, you did the right thing. That's something else. But uh, so it was so, like so. Okay, the first out. day we were having breakfast, we were sitting at the Wiener Cafe. Okay. I said we were sitting at the Wiener Cafe. Ha! There we go in downtown, <laughs> and it was really early, so the garbage men were coming around collecting the garbage. The, the uniforms <laughs> of the garbage people, like they were wearing these bright yellow high vis suits, but they were completely clean, like a thousand percent clean, completely untouched by garbage. Their hair looked like a million bucks, and I'm, these are like the garbage guys. They're all fit. And like, even though they're like this fifty is... years old, throw you know hauling garbage cans around, they're like fit, manicured, well put together guys in like spotless clothes. So when I say everyone, like I am talking about every single person that lived in the city. Well, this is uh, this is making Sweden sound like a really nice place. It 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 was wild. So I've spent a lot of time in like Madrid too, for instance. And Madrid, Madrid is like New York, where it's like you have that level of people that are like a thousand percent put together and well manicured and everything. But you also right. have like you know a bunch of schlubs. You're normies. Like yeah, normies like me. And also like walking around Madrid, I felt like this may be why I noticed it more. Walking around Madrid, 
people would look at me, even in like the, you know, if I'm walking in a place with a bunch of people who are nicely dressed, they look at me, they look down to my toes, up to my eyes, and they go, ah, American. Whereas, uh, because I do look a bit Swedish, I feel like in Sweden when I was walking around, people, knew Lisbeth noticed this too, people would like look me down and look me up and then just kind of shake their heads like, what happened to this guy? Why did like, they would that? look at me like I was a homeless person. You... I'm like, I'm wearing polo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is brand well, new stuff. Fair, and, you... I, and people are looking me up and down like, oh, how did it all go so wrong? To be fair, whenever I'm around you, I feel like you're homeless. <laughs> and that's something I try to cultivate, really. But <laughs> it did. Now, that's like, our it... style in America, though, isn't it? Isn't it the is, style like... to look homeless? It's not really to in look homeless, but it's it's to look relaxed, look comfortable. Look, yeah. Comfortable is a style in America. Relaxed, right? It really is. Like any any rapper. Let's just say, like you, you have like let's just line up the rappers of the world. Their clothes, typically, you know, day to day is going to be straight up pajamas almost. <laughs> and that's a look, and that's a look that does really well. Yeah, and it's a look so, that works. And and I've I will say I've never followed that look, but I wear. You know, I don't wear skinny jeans. And that's the other thing is like, you look around and you're like, and, and I was looking around thinking, why are all these people wearing skinny jeans? It's like, oh, they're not wearing skinny jeans. They're just skinny. Like yeah. everyone here weighs 130 pounds. So everyone was fit. Everyone was like, what was the obesity rate there? Did you see Nil. any? Nil. Obesity. Like there are, there are large people there. There are larger folks because people come in all shapes and sizes. But even the larger folks, you would look at them and be like, dang, you are in shape. So, so like what you've do you got it together. Is? What was the diet like there? I mean, was the diet lots American of, at all? Lots of fish. So I ate so much fish while I was there, and I'm banging papers on my table. I need to stop because it's probably being picked up on the mic. <laughs> um, it is. It is. So the uh, diets there are just fish and what? I I ate more crawfish there than I have at any crawfish boil in my Shut entire up. life. Is it flavored like Cajun flavored or no? It's not Surely Cajun not. flavored at all. So uh, we ate lots of fish. Most of it was cold. So like smoked okay. s- smoked salmon. Uh, you mm-hmm. know how sometimes you can get those big plates of like cocktail shrimp that are pre cooked and they're in the, like the freezer yeah. section or whatever yeah. at Sam's or something. I like that. Uh, so that's basically how crawfish crawfish is served in some kind of salad. Like one okay. of my favorite things I had there. So. Uh, this was at a tapas place, a Swedish tapas place we went to. It was a square of Danish rye bread. Okay. Uh, topped with a big pile of crawfish, or crayfish, as they say. Of course. Uh, because they're British-influenced. They're, they're English, like, the people who... People spoke perfect English, and it was with a British accent. It was hilarious. Um, wow. So it was a big pile of crawfish in, like, almost like a coleslaw-type dressing. Like that kind of a delicious. like a slightly, it's, I don't want to say mayonnaise because that makes it sound thick, but it's like this yeah. runny kind it's of like, Swedish oil. Yeah, it's like a sweet, oily kind of a a, a dressing uh, with dill because everything had dill in it, and it was great. And then had some honey drizzled over it, and that was so freaking good. That sounds delicious. I would eat that. So yeah, very simple appetizing. Danish rye bread, crawfish dressing, honey. That was it. But it was delicious. That's just, is that what people eat day to day? You think like, it seemed like a lot of people ate that. Like that was a bit, that was uh, that and, and smoked your... salmon fe- seemed very very common. We ate at this and restaurant what? that was, if you translated it from Swedish, it basically meant the fish church, and it was really good. <laughs> That's funny. So what were the serving sizes like? Were they pretty were small? They very modest. They were modest. They, they would be. To... Uh, I they would be considered small by American standards, but they're not tiny they're like appropriate <laughs> makes sense yeah yeah like like i mean when you go to a when you go to a a pretty fancy restaurant in america you get smaller portions but it's like a higher quality food and i would even argue it kind of fills you up more because right it was a, it was about like the that density of it and i was all, i will also say all the food was pretty exp- the restaurants were pretty expensive really so I, yeah i would like to know what the cheap food. I don't like think, i would like to i don't know think people burger. eat out much there like i think that's very uncommon Really? Because I feel like every meal was there was a favorable you know favorable exchange rate while we were there, but it was almost yeah. like like you couldn't go to you couldn't go to a cheap restaurant. You know you, what I mean? You know How, where, whereas in America, you have like a thousand options to go get food that might even be cheaper than cooking it yourself. 
Oh yeah, of course. Like they're like that option just real especially like in the city, there there just was no cheap restaurants at all. You know why there's not a lot of restaurants over there that, that are killing it and are cheap is because they don't play to people's emotions <laughs> in marketing. There there were a ton there were a ton of restaurants, but none of them were cheap. Huh. At that's, least of the ones really we went to anyway. I love talking about other cultures like that and, and and be able to look and say, like, man, why do we suck? Like like we we should be able to accomplish people being groomed well and having decent diets. And and also like nowhere we went was packed either. So I think that's the uh, thing is I think all the restaurants are kind of expensive because not that many people eat out. Like when they do eat out, it's it's kind of special. Yeah. So that makes sense. So the restaurants yeah, have to charge a little bit more because there's less people coming to eat. Yeah, I mean, look, in Orlando and, uh, like, Nashville, like every everything's packed all the time. I'm sure it's the same way with Austin. Like, you can have a pretty mediocre or whatever restaurant, and, and you're still probably going to have a decent crowd. Yeah. yeah. Just, maybe it's the amount of people. I mean, it's obviously the blend of cultures and, and things like that, but um, that's that's interesting, man. Sweden seems like a pretty cool place to visit. What was, was the cool. airport It was fun. Like? It was absolutely beautiful. What would you say? What was the airport like? Uh, the airport, airport uh, it was about the same size as the Austin airport, actually. Was it, like, nicer? Was it, did they have little restaurants and Starbucks in there and things like that? Uh, no, not really. Not a lot of restaurants or anything like that. It was it was pretty utilitarian uh, and pretty empty while we were there also. because Just because I think the, the time of year that we visited is not a very popular time for tourists or anything. So the question is, when are you going to come to Disney World? Oh, boy, I don't know. Lizwick would love to do that. Hey man, we're here. If you tell me ahead of time and you're like, "Hey man, we're gonna be here," I can like take a day off and we can go do something together. It'd be fun. We we don't have to go to Disney. We go to Disney Springs or something, the free version. And then I can show you how real Americans eat. <laughs> right. But yeah, there's not, there not a lot of Viking that. stuff or anything like that. I would That's feel crazy. I, the overall theme, I think, or or like mood of the country I was in was like just very modern like a very much a, an attempt but n- not like the the like pretentiousness of the trying to you know keep up with everybody kind of a thing it's just like oh they're just it's just a very modern city a very modern people like the mentality seems very modern and sophisticated at least uh, in Stockholm while I was there which also made me feel like you know what that maybe this would have been a better trip if I had planned like a day way out in the boonies of Stockholm, you know, or, or I bet that Sweden, would be I mean. feel a little, I bet that would feel a little more like home. Yeah. That would probably give me a, a really different perspective, but uh, we at least got out to Gothenburg for a day because one of Lizwick's old roommate lives in Gothenburg. So cool. Uh, it was fun to see another city and that did have a different feel that Gothenburg felt like more old world than Stockholm. Cause Stockholm just felt very like on the edge oh, of modern yeah, this, modernity. This, they're a beacon. Right. So, so um, one final question, and then we're gonna then we're gonna wrap here. Right. I think. Uh, one one question that I was gonna have: Were there any like American brands or brands that you saw everywhere that you were surprised to see at all? Well, I saw a lot of H and M's all over the place, but it turns out that's Swedish. Oh, are they really? Are they started yeah. in? Swedish? They started. They're they're founded that. in Stockholm, which I didn't know until this trip. So. Yeah, I didn't know that either. I figured they were started that was elsewhere. There's lots of Starbucks everywhere, but I don't feel like that's unique. That's not unique. No. Anywhere. Gotcha. Cool, man. Well, that sounds like a great And like great I said, trip. Burger King. Yeah, weird, it's, right? It's the weird king. that that one took off. Burger King and Subway. was running around. The king was running around and everybody loved it. I wish she would have went to Burger King. What the hell, dude? Yeah, I know. Go I couldn't sell Lizzie on it. Tell me what the hell it is. I, I need to know what a Swedish Whopper, Whopper tastes like. I need to know the difference. That's what I need to know. Because part of me thinks it would be exactly the same as an American burger, but in my heart, I know it wouldn't be. Oh, oh it wouldn't also, be at the at the one Viking restaurant I went to, there was a guy playing the hurdy-gurdy. Like, that was the entertainment. Oh. There was no music system or anything like that. There was a guy oh. uh, basically up on a tall stool playing the hurdy-gurdy and oh thump- thumping his foot in time with the music on this, like, giant couch-sized drum. 
That like, oh my and God. those two, the hurdy gurdy was incredibly loud. It sounds so good. I love hurdy gurdy. It was such a. It was the instrument was way. It sounded like it was amplified, but it wasn't. Yeah, it was so they're loud. crazy like that. And along with that Man. giant drum, it it just sounded amazing. Like, and that guy was going off. Like he really knew what he was doing. That see, that would be an incredible thing to witness because I've never seen anyone play. And that's the thing. For all I know, lines. that guy was like one of the top three hurdy gurdy players in the entire world, and this is his. There gig. can't be that. There can't be that many. Exactly. Um, those things are expensive though. as well. That's awesome. A hurdy gurdy. If anybody's out there listening, Google a hurdy gurdy. <laughs> buy, like <laughs> <laughs> buy me a hurdy gurdy. Buy me a hurdy gurdy. We're gonna set up Patreon. And a GoFundMe account for a hurdy gurdy. No, we're not gonna do that. But here's what we are gonna do: you should Google it and listen to some songs of people playing hurdy gurdies. And it may sound a little sharp at first, but it typically turns out to be like this incredible sound. It's it's not as it's not as to me it's not as um, jagged it's or edgy sounding like, as like bagpipes. It's or like a stringed accordion. instrument version of a bagpipe. Yeah, but because it's there's really this const- there's there is this constant drone to it because of just mm-hmm. how the instrument works, but because it's a stringed instrument, it's not as like harsh as a bagpipe. How long would it take for Elizabeth to learn how to play a hurdy gurdy? Pretty uh, infinite amount of time because it will never happen. <laughs> She's like an incredible bassist though, right? And cello player, right? So she she could pick up a stringed instrument like that. Bajista, she does play the bass. Well, yeah. Exactly. I think I said that. You did. But you also said cello, though, and she doesn't play cello. She could pick up a cello, Jesse, and play it. It's not that different. I mean, it's different, but she could. If I threw a cello at Luzvik and said, "Hey, riff for me," <laughs> she could. She could do it. Well, when she woke up from being knocked unconscious by the cello, I'm sure she'd do quite well. <laughs> I mean, she teaches violin, viola, cello, and bass. She's an orchestra uh, teacher, so she can do. She, she can do all of it. To an extent, yeah, but that's my point. That's not her specialty. Anyway, okay, let's wrap this, Jesse. Let's right. wrap it and let's try to do it again next week. But this was—I think Sweden was a great topic, and we can talk about a Mississippi trip next time, or we can talk about uh, Stadia, which is we can talk about Stadia, the future of uh, video game media. Uh, well, that's to be Depen- argued. Depending on my argument is, a lot. That, I mean, I don't know. I tend to—I will believe it when I see it, right. so to speak. Well, uh, but yeah, I would love to talk about that. Cool. But, um, I want to thank everybody for listening. Thank you for uh, listening to Kyle talk about his his ventures. Yeah. Uh, thank you for listening to me talk about my adventures, and uh, we hope you tune in next time to hear us talk about whatever. I am going to lock it down as Stadia, though. Stadia and streaming media, I think, yeah. will be our yeah. Next and even if Alex if Alex joins us, he could speak to that as well, I think. So Right. I think he'd be fine on it. So, uh, thank you, everyone, and goodbye. Yep.